Today, from the International Gospel Hour, it's our Q&A broadcast, biblically-based questions that deserve a biblical answer. It's a very exciting time to seek out answers to questions that you may be interested in. So stay with us today, and that's coming up from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you to our Jay Webb and greetings to all of you. And again, welcome to our Q&A segment today. You know, in 1 Timothy 1 and verse 4, the Apostle Paul told Timothy to neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith, so do. In other words, don't get bogged down with a lot of things that really do not matter in the scheme of things. But let's look at questions that will edify or, for that matter, correct Questions that we look at that are asked in faith. So many times there are questions that are asked of a sincere nature because we're trying to understand or to see God's will within our lives. So today we want to look at some questions that I entertained when I was in local preaching work as an evangelist. A couple of very special questions, and then one question that was asked at school to one of the young people that attended where I preached. So I think you're going to enjoy this Q&A together. But first of all, before we do that, we want to uh, take a moment and let you hear from our J-Web about the International Gospel Hour app for your smartphone your iPhone, your Android, whatever the case might be. We are excited that many people download our app that has easy access to a number of our tools. And here's our J-Web to tell you how you can download the International Gospel Hour app. The International Gospel Hour app is available for your iPhone or Android. Go to the App Store for iPhones and Google Play for your Android. Search International Gospel Hour and download our app absolutely free. You can have access to our website, social media, podcasts, our YouTube channel, and other resources, all by the touch of your finger in the palm of your hand. Please download the International Gospel Hour app today. Question number one. Are God the Father and God the Son the same? Did both create the heavens and earth, or did God the Father, or did God the Son create it? Dear friends, God created all things through the Word, John 1, verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. Jesus' nature was neither angelic nor human by God when He was in the heavens. As a divine being, consider the line of His prayer in John 17, 5, And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I like to think of the following as the formed four, F-O-U-R. The formed four meaning four passages that speak of the forming or the creation. 
Colossians 1.15 speaks of Christ as the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Consider Colossians 1.18, especially the phrase, that in all things he might have the preeminence. And the development of that verse is powerful, especially the word preeminence, meaning same level of power and might. When you look at Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 2, God, who at sundry times and in different manners or divers manners, spake unto us in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. I like to look at those two verses as the Father planned and the Son executed, so it helps further to see there, let there be light, and it was. 1 Corinthians 8, 6 says, But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in Him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by Him. I really conclude, dear friends, that sometimes this is even hard for me to comprehend, and for after all, we are not infinite, and to comprehend it may be a challenge, but to believe it, it's not a challenge. Let's just embrace the simple teaching of John ten thirty and 38, when Jesus said, I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works I have shown you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, and because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said, You are gods? If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, You are blaspheming, because I said, I am the Son of God? If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me, and I in Him. How about question two? If God is spirit, how is man made in His image? Well, God said to the Word and to the Holy Spirit, Let us make man, Genesis 1.26. And us is that plural pronoun in the Hebrew word Elohim. Now, let's think about ourselves for a moment. We are comprised as individuals as mind, spirit, and body. We have a mind wherein we can use, a spirit within that will depart at death, James 2, and a physical body. Dear friends, when you think about that, this shows the great care and creation of man as a mind to decide and choose for our spirit and body to go in the right way glorifying God. And creating man in his image shows the foreknowledge and eternal purpose of God as we see Christ as a man. From Ephesians 3, verses 10 and following of the eternal purpose that would come forth in Christ Jesus concerning the church. And in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 and following, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a servant, and was made in the 
likeness of man. Let's ask question number three. Now, this is a special question that was asked at school. To give you a little background, one evening I asked the young people at one of their gatherings, give me a question for our Q&A study that you are wondering about or a question you have been asked at school. It made for some interesting study, dear friends, and I'm honored to share those with you. So one of our young people was asked at school, what part should I understand the most? Meaning, the question asked, should I understand the Old Testament more than the New Testament or vice versa? Well, dear friends, first of all, both testaments or both covenants, the Old and New, are inspired of God. 2 Timothy 3.16 assures us that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. In 2 Peter 1.21, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Going back to 2 Samuel 23 and verse 2, David stated, The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and His word was on my tongue. In John 16.13, Jesus told His apostles that when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. So, dear friends, both testaments or covenants are inspired of God. And in 2 Timothy 2.15, we learn the words, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The phrase there, be diligent, in some older translations say, study to show yourself approved. Diligence means to give 100% to go further into what we are to do and to learn. When we study, there's no limit in the study, but we need to rightly divide the word of truth. Now, friends, as we live under a better covenant today, according to Hebrews 7, verse 22, and Hebrews 8, 6, we should understand that the New Testament and its commands are for us today, while also realizing the importance of the Old Testament as part of God's scheme of redemption. And we note Romans 15 and verse 4. Those things that were written before time were written for our learning, and through patience and comfort of the Scriptures we might have hope. The part to understand the most would be the part of which we walk under today, the New Testament, but never underestimate the understanding of the Old Testament. I don't know who is the originator of the statement I have heard. It was the late Foy E. Wallace, a faithful preacher within Churches of Christ, who said, The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Wonderful thought. Friends, we need to understand the Word of God. That's why, through International Gospel Hour, we offer a number of study materials for you to use. Here's our J-Web with our free Victory in Jesus study. We are so thankful for you, our listeners, and your desire to know more about Christ. Our free study offer on this program is Victory in Jesus, a wonderful study booklet. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. Please leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. 
Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Victory Study in the message box. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now let's return to Jeff and our study. And thank you for joining me today on our special Q&A, and we'll study together another time. Thanks again for joining me at the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.